All right, I want you to go to Exodus chapter 7. And uh, we're going to finish up talking about Moses today, I think. Um, you know, I might get to Israel and I might get inspired for another uh, round or two. But I, I want you to go to Moses, uh, or Moses. It's right next to Hezekiah. You know, no, <laughs> I want you to go to Exodus chapter 7. And uh, we're going to just finish off talking about Moses, how God made him into a champion. And we have followed him just from his baby, being a baby. And, uh, you know, he was in a, uh, you know, found in the bulrushes and the, you know, and, uh, you know, we just said that Moses started out as a basket case and, you know, and he's, uh, he's had all sorts of problems along, but he's overcome and God has shaped him, made him into the man of God that he is. And, uh, but today I want to talk about the subject what are your, uh, facing the impossible. How many know that we have impossible things that we face in our life? You know, how many know life is cruel sometimes? And we all face health issues, and we face financial issues, and family issues, and work issues, and car issues, and relational issues. And how many know you can go on and on and on? And, um, but I have good news for you. How many like good news? Okay, anybody like good news? Okay, I have good news for you. You know, it doesn't have to be that way. You don't have to panic today. I don't care how bad it is. You don't have to panic. You don't have to give up. You don't have to close your eyes uh, and ignore the problem. You know, you don't have to pretend it's not there. You know, it, you, know you have an impossible issue. Let's look at it right in the face and let's, let's just deal with it the way God wants us to deal with it. Uh, I heard a story the other day. You remember we had that Hurricane Ian that just came through, you know, the Florida Keys and, uh, you know, parts of uh, Alabama and Georgia and that area. And, and I heard a story the other day about an impossible situation. There was a woman who lost her wedding ring um, a few years back. And after the hurricane, she went out and she's picking up some trees, you know, some branches from some trees that, uh, you know, had fallen down in the yard. And, and as she picked up the first branch, there she found her wedding ring that she had lost a couple of years ago. And I think that's pretty cool. I think if God could do something like that, just imagine what he could just do in your life. It's just a little wedding ring. And maybe it doesn't mean anything to you, but it meant everything to her. So um, I, I'm going to start in chapter, actually I said in chapter 7, but let's go to chapter 14, Okay. Uh, thumb over there to chapter 14. And I'm going to read a lot of scripture today, but I'm going to give you a lot of commentary in between it. And it is this, Exodus chapter 14. I want to go down to verse number 1. The Lord gave these instructions to Moses. Order Israel, the Israelites to turn back and camp uh, at, by uh, Pi-Heroth. Now, that just means the mouth of the canal. That's what that name means. And he says, between Mid Midgol, which means tower or fortress, there's a bunch of rocks there that were kind of like a tower, and the sea, camp there among the shore, across from Baal Zephon, and then Pharaoh will think the Israelites are confused, they are trapped in the wilderness, and once again, I will harden Pharaoh's heart, and he will chase after you. And uh, I have planned this in order to display my glory through Pharaoh and his army. Now, just think about that. Your problem, this problem, is God says, I allowed it to happen. Somebody said, why am I having all these problems? And God says, I have allowed it to happen. Okay, I want you to see this. He says, so, uh, my, I, so in order to display my glory through Pharaoh and his whole army. 
And after this, the Egyptians will know that I am the Lord. And so the Israelites, they camped there as they were told. Now let me keep reading, okay? When the word of the Lord, when the word, of the, when the word reached the king of Egypt and the Israelites had fled, Pharaoh and his officials changed their minds. You know, watch that, okay? And what, are we, uh, what have we done letting all these Israelites' slaves get away, they said. So Pharaoh harnessed his chariot, called up his troops, and he took with him 600 Egypt's, of Egypt's best chariots, along with the rest of the chariots of Egypt, each with its commander. And the Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, the king of Egypt. So he chased after the people of Israel, who had left with their fist raised in defiance. Can you see that picture? And it says here, um, the Egyptians chased after them with all their forces in Pharaoh's army, all the horses and chariots, his, his charioteers and, and his troops. And the Egyptians caught up with the people of Israel as they were camped belong, beside the sea, uh, the shore of Pi-Hiroth across from baal Zephon. Now let's keep reading, okay? This is where it really gets good. And as Pharaoh approached the people of Israel, they, the people of Israel looked up and they panicked when they saw the Egyptians overtaking them. And they cried out to the Lord and they said to Moses, why did you bring us out here to die in the wilderness? Weren't there enough graves for us in Egypt? What have you done for us? And why did you make us leave Egypt? Didn't, you, didn't we uh, tell you that this would happen while we were still in Egypt? And we said, leave us alone. Let us be slaves to the Egyptians. It's better to be a slave in Egypt than a corpse in the wilderness. But Moses told the people, now watch this, okay? And if you don't have this underlined, you need to underline this in your Bible. He says, don't be afraid. Everybody just say that. Don't be afraid. Just say that again. Don't be afraid. Watch this. He says, don't be afraid. Just stand still and watch the Lord rescue you that day, today. And the Egyptians you see today will never be seen again. And the Lord himself, read it with me. The Lord himself will fight for you. Just stay calm. I don't think I need to say anything more. It's it just this, this word to us that no matter what is impossible in your life, don't get panicked. Don't get worried. You know, things might seem like it's falling apart. Things might seem like it's not happening your way. But he says, don't get panicked, don't get worried, because he says, the Lord is going to fight for you. And, and I, I, in fact, I kept reading that one, that last verse, verse 14, over and over and over again. It says, the Lord is going to fight for you. Just stay calm. And I think somebody needs to hear that today. Somebody needs to hear that. The Lord is fighting for you today. Just stay calm. Now, you know, we got, as we read this passage, we find the people of Israel, they're in an impossible situation. On their backs are the enemies of Egypt. And on their left and the right are the tower or the rocks and, you know, the desert. And, and here's the thing. They, they came out, they, you know, they made a right turn. Let's go to uh, Israel. And they got up to a place where, you know, we, we can go left and go this way and, you know, kind of head on up there. Or, and all of a sudden, God says, first, God says, turn back. You ever just feel like, okay, I'm doing really good. And God says, no, wait a minute. You're not on the right track. You just need to turn back a little and just let me just take charge. 
And so, you know, they ended up taking back here. And, and, it, and literally, it sounds like, oh man, you know, the, the Egyptians are on our back. The sea is in front of us. The desert's to our right. You know, the mountains are beside us. And there is an impossible situation and there's no escape. But the thing is this. You know, it's kind of interesting. None of the Israelites really felt like they wanted to be there. How many know when you're in the middle of your problem, I don't feel like being here right now? Anybody just feel that way? I'd be, rather be anywhere than right there. In fact, you go back to verse 11. It says, why did you bring us here in the wilderness? Weren't uh, there enough graves for us in Egypt? What have you done with us, for us, to us? And why did you make us leave Egypt? And they had forgotten the power of God. God had done miracle after miracle after miracle, but they had forgotten the power of God. They had forgotten the miracles that God had done. And, and they were terrified. They were panicked. Come on, does it, does it fit you sometimes? You know, you're feeling like you're filled with fear. And you just want to be anywhere but there right now. I, I can think a few times in my life when I just had a lot of issues and problems that were coming at me. It's like, I just want to run. I want to just get away from it. I just want to hide. Anybody ever feel that way? If I could just get up and, and just be like a bird and fly away, I'd just be so happy right now and get away from all the problems. You know, and you can understand why they were so afraid. In, in order for, to, you know, to get to this beach, the Israelite would have had to travel through a valley, through the mountains. And, you know, in order to get there, you know, now they're at the beach and there's only one way. You know, if we go back, the Egyptians are going to get us. And, and um, there's only one way and it's going across the... the uh, uh, you know, it's interesting going across that, that river. And, and so here they are, and they're, they're, they're just like, wow, you know, what's going on, God? You know, we're, we're in this panic. And, um, and so here they are. The Egyptians are coming with their swords. And, and, and let me just tell you, they were known for their brutality. You know, so not only it's the enemy, it's the worst of enemies. And, and in the minds of the Israelites, it's only a matter of hours before you know, that they're going to be swooped down on, you know, by the Egyptians and they're going to be killed. And I don't know if you ever feel that impossible situation in your life that you just say, you know, what do I do? Now, if you're a risk management expert, you know, you might suggest a few things. One, you lift the banner of surrender and say, hey, you know, we surrender and just see where the cards lie. And, uh, or two, you take your chances and quickly mobilize whatever little army you have and we're going to fight them. Or three, you delay their capture by hiding in the rocks. You could do one of those three things. However, God through the Moses, his prophet Moses, he said this and he gave them a threefold solution. And I think this threefold solution is what we need today. This is what he says in verse number 13 and 14. But Moses told the people, don't be afraid. Just stand still and watch. And he says, God will rescue. The Egyptians today will see, never be seen again. And he says, the Lord will, will fight for you. Just stay calm. Now picture the scene. Okay. These people are being confronted by the sea in front of them. They're being confronted by the Egyptians behind them. There are thousands and upon thousands of soldiers. They were hemmed in. And they were fearful. But God gives them this threefold formula. And I want you to write this down in, in your Bible or however you want to do that. You can write it along the, the side of your Bible. But there's three things. Number one, he says, do not be afraid. Everybody say that. Okay. Do not be afraid. I want you to see that. Do not be afraid. There's no need to surrender. 
You know, secondly, he says, stand still. There's no need to fight. And thirdly, he says, see the salvation of God. There's no need to hide. I want you to see those three things. Now, I was going through my, my Bible this week, and I thought, you know what? I just want to go through some of the scriptures that God says, you know what? I'm going to fight for you. Now, let me give them to you real quickly. Deuteronomy 28, verse 7. The Lord will conquer your enemies when they attack you. They will attack you from one direction, but they're going to scatter in seven. Come on. This is your promise today. Look at Nehemiah chapter 4, verse 20. When you hear the blast of the trumpet, rush to wherever it is sounding, then the Lord will fight for you. Isaiah 42, verse 13. The Lord will march forth like a mighty hero, and he will come out like a warrior, full of fury. He will shout his battle cry. He will crush his enemies. Zechariah chapter 14, verse 3. Then the Lord will go out and fight against these nations, as he has done in times past. So I'm looking at this and I'm thinking, wow, God, you know, here's the thing. You, you have given us a solution to this impossible situation. In fact, this last week, you know, I'm preparing for this and I'm thinking, oh, man, there's a situation in my life that just seems impenetrable, just seems like it's impossible. How am I, how am I going to get through this, Lord? How am I, how am I to pray? And, and there, here's the thing. You cannot overcome your fear unless you bring the problem to God in prayer. Did you hear that? You say, well, God, just take it away. I'm going to tell you, unless you're a person of prayer, you're not going to overcome your fear in whatever you're going through. You know, so what do I doing? You know, I'm doubling down on my prayer life. I'm saying, Lord, this is where it's going to take place. This is where it's going to happen. It's not going to be out there in the crowds. It's not going to be amongst the people. It's going to be early morning when I am spending time with God and saying, God, I am crying out your name for this situation. I am believing for you to do a miracle, God. I am doubling down in prayer. And the second thing, you cannot stand still and hold your peace unless you learn to trust God, everything to God in the power of the power of God. I have to just trust the power of God. Somewhere along the line, you know, first it's we're dealing with prayer, but secondly, we're dealing with the power of God. You know, the power of God just, you know, what, there are miracles to happen right now. Some of you in this room, you're going to walk out of here with a miracle for your life because, you know, you're facing an impossible situation. You know, and... Thirdly, you cannot visualize the salvation of the Lord unless you immerse yourself in praise and worship, church. I, I mean, we have to just be people of praise and worship. We have to learn to praise. In the midst of whatever we're going through, we have to say, God, we're just going to give you praise no matter what. The enemy is a liar, and this is an impossible situation. And so we first come by prayer. Come on, say it with me, prayer. Secondly, we believe in the power of God. Say it with me, power of God. And thirdly, I want you to see is that we do it with praise and worship. Now, when the impossible situation struck the people of God, the prophet of God revealed these days. Watch, let me just, he, he, here's, here they are, number one. Okay, I want you to see it again. Panic, we don't panic, but bring the problem to God in prayer. Do not be afraid. Okay, we don't panic. I, how many are good at panicking? Anybody have a panic button at your home? You know, you just like, you know, anybody ever just get nervous and, you know, it's like, wow, you know, life is just overwhelming. And, you know, you ever have just to put your head down? It's like, oh, God, help me right now. And just having a, a, a moment. 
You know, some of your life is just so good all the time, and you don't, you, you need to be around me once in a while. You know, you ever get in your car and just, you know, you just want to scream? <laughs> Secondly, do not solve the problem by yourself, but trust in the power of God. You got to stand still. And then thirdly, notice this, you can't complain. Do not complain, but visualize the victory through the praise and worship. You see the salvation of the Lord. Pray, trust, and praise. Pray, let's say it together. Pray, trust, and praise. And those are just some simple things. Now, I just want to take this, I'm going to come back to this story in just a bit. But I just want to take this story and just, how can we take that you know, pray, trust, and praise to another story. And I want to take it to another story where Israel was facing some, uh, a national disaster, where it was really a national disaster. And I think even what's going on with America right now, there's, there's a national disaster that's going on, and we need, we need people that are going to pray. Come on. How many know what the Bible says? If my people are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven, will forgive their sin and what? Heal their land. Okay, so we need to pray. We need to, uh, you know, trust God. That's hard. Okay, how many have watched the stock market lately? You know, it's like, you know, you're just sitting there like, okay, God, you know, I am not trusting in the stock market. I'm not trusting in the government. God, you said you'd supply all our needs. And lastly, and, and this is where we're going to end up at the end of this service, is that we just need to give praise. God, I'm going to give you praise no matter what. No matter what's going on in my life. Now, Israel's in this. Go with me to Second Chronicles, okay? Second Chronicles chapter 20. And I, I want to read another passage here. And we're going to see how this applies here. And, and I'm going to start at verse number one. After this, the armies of Moabites, the Ammonites, and some of the Minyanites. So it's not just one like the Egyptians. Now we have the Moabites, the Ammonites, and the Minyanites declared war on Jehoshaphat. And Jehoshaphat, his name means God is the judge. Messengers came and told Jehoshaphat, a vast army from Edom is marching against you from the Dead Sea. And they're already at Hazar. Uh, Hazan to Tamar. This is another name for Engedi. And by the way, I get to go to Engedi this week. I am so excited about it that that's one of the places I get to go. And that's where David hid, you know, when he was hiding from, um, you know, the uh, Saul's armies. Now watch this, okay? Uh, because in the scripture, we find once again that Israel is in this national um, crisis. And there are actually three groups of people, the Moabites, the Ammonites, and the Minyanites. And again, you're going to see these threefold weapon that God has just enacted and put in place. Notice 2 Chronicles chapter 20. Go down to verse number 3. And Jehoshaphat was terrified. Okay, do you see first that the enemy is coming at him? Does anybody ever just get terrified like... You just get overwhelmed. You get terrified. You know, and he says, and Jehoshaphat was terrified. And it says, by this news, and he begged the Lord for God. Anybody ever begged the Lord? It's like, God, I'm just, I'm putting it all out. I need a miracle right now. And he begged the Lord for uh, guidance. And he also ordered everyone in Judah, uh, hey, it's time to fast. Okay. And so the people from all the towns of Judah came to Jerusalem to seek the Lord's help. Okay, 
Verse 5, and Jehoshaphat stood before the community of Judah in Jerusalem in front of the new courtyard of the temple of the Lord. And watch verse 6, he prayed. Come on, church. You see the first part of that, that weaponry? He prayed. He doubled down on his prayers. We're going to fast. We're going to pray. And he prayed. Notice what he says here. Okay, verse number 6. And he says, he prayed, O Lord God of our ancestors, you alone are the God who is in heaven. You are the ruler of the kingdoms of this earth. You are powerful and mighty. No one can stand against you. Do you see that? You know, the first thing here is that he's facing the impossible, okay? And I want you to see that they use the weapon of prayer. They face the impossible. Do you see that today? And they are using the weapon of prayer. Now, go down with me to verse number uh, 12, okay? So, as you, you see this in chapter 20, go down with me to verse number 12. And, and it says here, oh our, oh, our God, won't you stop them? We are powerless against this mighty army that is about to attack us. We don't know what to do. Does anybody ever feel like that? I don't know what to do. My, you know, my marriage is in shambles, my life is in shambles, my, my family's in shambles, my, my whole life is just falling apart, and I'm up against a wall, and I don't know what to do. And, and notice verse 12 there, we don't know what to do, but we, what does it say there? Come on, say it with me, but we are looking to you for help. Do you see that today? And uh, go down to verse 13. He said, listen, all you people of Judah and Jerusalem, listen, King Jehoshaphat. This is what the Lord God says. Do not be afraid. Don't be discouraged by this mighty army. For the battle, watch it. Let's read it together. It says for in verse number two, um, uh, 13 there, it says, For the battle is not yours, but it's God's. Do you see that? For the battle is not yours, but it is God's. Now, so first off, okay, we're facing the impossible. They use the weapon of prayer. Secondly, you know, we're facing the impossible. They stand and they trust on the power of God. I want you to see that today. They stand. Notice verse 14. Okay, this is, this is just good for us just to read the scriptures. Verse 14 is, The Spirit of the Lord came upon the men that are standing there. His name was Jehaziel, son of Zechariah, son of Benaniah, son of Jehiel, son of Mattaniah, a Levite who was the descendant of Asaph. And he said, Listen, all you people of Jerusalem. Listen, King Jehoshaphat. This is what the Lord says. Don't be afraid today. Come on. You've got to trust God. Don't be afraid. Don't be discouraged by this mighty army. For the battle is not yours, but God. Tomorrow, march out against them, and you're going to find them coming through the ascent of Ziz at the end of the valley that comes into the wilderness of Jeriel. But you will not need to fight. Come on, church. Take your positions and stand still and watch the Lord's victory. Amen. Some of you came in today with a backpack full of problems. And then you have two suitcases full of problems to go along with it. And he says, I want you to stand. And he says, do not be afraid or discouraged. Go out against them tomorrow for the Lord your God is with you. Hallelujah. Wow. Okay, here's the third thing. Facing the impossible, they praise and they worship God. Okay? Do you see that? 
Second Chronicles. We're just reading scriptures. 20 verse 18. Go down with me to verse 18 now. And then King Jehoshaphat bowed low with his face to the ground. And all the people of Judah and Jerusalem did the same. They're worshiping the Lord. And the Levites from the clans of Kohath and Korath stood to, what is it? Praise. Remember, pray, trust, and praise. Pray, trust, and praise. And, and watch what they're doing. In verse number um, uh, 18, they, they're, uh, then the Levites, verse 19, they stood and they began to praise, not only praise, but praise with a loud what? Shout. Okay? You know, some of you just need to get a little loud in your praising. Okay, you know, I know some of you come from backgrounds where we don't do that. You don't lift your hands. You know, just get that thumb up. That's good enough for now. And you just need to lift your hands and begin to praise. And it's, notice verse number 20. Early in the morning, the army of Judah went up against the wilderness of Tekoa. And on the way, Jehoshaphat stopped and said, Listen to me, all you people of the Judah and Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God. You'll be able to stand firm. Believe in his prophets, in his prophets, and you will succeed. Verse 21, okay? And after consulting the people, the king appointed singers to walk ahead of the army. Now, this is one time, okay? Can you imagine? You're on the worship team, and, you know, we're getting ready to go out for battle. Now, normally the worship team would stand off to the side, and we're going to worship God while you go out to battle. Okay, and Jehoshaphat says, well, you know, today we're going to do a little differently. We're going to put the worship team out in front. Okay, now I want to just tell you there's power in your praise. And, and I want you to imagine this. They went out and they're singing to the Lord. They're praising the Lord with their, his holy splendor. And this is what they sing. Give thanks to the Lord. His love, his faithful love endures forever. And uh, now here's, here's where it just gets really interesting. Because I want to just say, when you, what is the first one we need to do? We need to pray. Okay, do you see that? We need to trust. And what is the third thing we need to do? praise. When you start doing that, man, you're going to get in the valley of favor with the Lord. How many want to just get in the valley of favor? You want to get in the valley of blessing. So watch me. Watch what goes on in verse number 22. At that moment, they begin to sing and give praise. And the Lord caused the armies of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir to fight, um, uh, start fighting among themselves. We think we're going to go out and we're going to fight this battle. And Jehoshaphat says, we're going to pray first, we're going to trust God, and then we're going to praise God, okay? We're going to send the choir out there, the worship team first. They're going to walk ahead of us. Come on. Now, I, <laughs> I'm just thinking, wow, this is just a really weird plan. But here's what God says to you. Whatever you're facing that's impossible, double down on your prayers. You know, double down in your trusting and just begin to praise him through this. Keep watching here. It says, verse 23, the armies of Moab and Ammon turned against themselves, you know, from their, against their allies from Mount Sire and killed every one of them. And they destroyed the army of Seir and they began attacking each other. So when the army of Judah arrived at the lookout point of the wilderness, all they saw were dead bodies lying on the ground as far as they could see. Not a single one of them of the enemy had escaped. And King Jehoshaphat and his men went out to gather the plunder. You know, and they, they found vast amounts of equipment, clothing, and other valuables, more than they could even carry. And there was so much plunder that it took them 
three days to collect it. Not only you're going to have the blessing of the Lord, the Lord says, I want to bless you to overwhelming blessing. It's going to cover more than enough. You need a healing? God says, I want to give you more than just a healing. I don't want to just pray for that one spot in my body. I want to pray for my whole body. You know, and, and they begin, and, and I want you to see this, okay? Verse number 26. And on the fourth day, they gathered together. And, and what is that called there? The valley of what? Come on. How many, some of you know that you've been in the valley of despair and you've been in the valley of discouragement. You've been in the valley where you haven't been able to see much. And God is saying today, you're going to go into the valley of blessing and you're going to come out with the spoils of the land. You thought that you were losing when you came in here. You thought that you were never going to make it. But God says, it is time for you to understand you're going to be in the valley of blessing in your life. Hallelujah. I know I'm getting away from Moses, but, you know, we'll get back to him in just a bit. And then all the people, verse 27, the men returned to Jerusalem and with Jehoshaphat leading them, overjoyed that the Lord had given them victory over their enemies. Wow. What is it? The threefold thing that the Lord says, he says, pray, double down on your prayers, double down on your trust, and just begin praising. Come on, church. That's a formula for success. So here we are. Let me just kind of bring us back. Don't panic, number one. Bring the problem to God in prayer. Do not be afraid, okay? Number two, don't solve the problem by yourself, but trust in the power of God. Stand still. And then three, don't complain, but visualize the victory through praise and worship. You're going to see the salvation of the Lord. Uh, Jeremiah 33, or 32, verse 27 says, I am the Lord, the God of all the peoples of the world. Is anything too hard for me? Okay. And then Luke 18, 27, he replied, what is impossible for people is what? Possible with God. Just because you don't see an exit doesn't mean that God doesn't have a strategy. Come on. Just because you don't see the way through this problem doesn't mean that God doesn't have, you know, a thing that, you know, God doesn't have you know, what you need to get through this. You know, last year we taught on the miracles of God and I said this. I said, everything that's over my head is under his feet. Come on. Everything that is over my head is under his feet. I want you to see that today. I'm going to have the worship team come up and as they do, I want to, I want to read just the last part of the story of Moses, okay? And so I want to go back to chapter 14 of Exodus, chapter 14 of Exodus. And I want to go down to verse number 15. Notice this. In fact, would you stand with me, please? Would you just stand? Then the Lord said to Moses, why are you crying out to me? Tell the people to get moving. Sometimes as a pastor, I just feel like I just want to do that. It's time to get moving. Get off your laurels. Get off your southern hemisphere. He says, why are you crying out to me? Tell the people to get moving. Pick up your staff. Raise up your hand over the sea. Divide the water so the Israelites can walk through the middle of the sea on the dry ground. And I will harden the hearts of the Egyptians. They will charge in after you. Someone says, well, 
you know, there's no way that was a big miracle because that part of the Red Sea is only two feet deep. And someone said, well, that's a greater miracle anyway then because if God can kill everybody in two feet of water, then, you know, that, you know. And I will harden the hearts of the Egyptians and they will charge in after the Israelites. My great glory will be displayed through Pharaoh and his troops, his chariots and his charioteers. And when all my glory is displayed through them, all Egypt will see my glory and know that I am the Lord. Then the angel of God, who had been leading the people of Israel, moved to the rear of the camp. Okay? The pillar of cloud also moved um, from the front and stood behind them. And the cloud settled between the Egyptian and the Israelite camps. As the darkness fell, the cloud turned to fire lighting up the night, but the Egyptians and the Israelites did not approach each other all night. Then Moses raised his hand over the sea. And the Lord opened up a path through the water with a strong east wind. The wind blew all night, returning the seabed into dry land. And so the people of Israel walked through the middle of the sea on dry ground and walls of water on each side. Stay with me. Then the Egyptians and all of Pharaoh's horses, chariots, and charioteers chased them into the middle of the sea. But just before the dawn, the Lord looked down on the Egyptian army from the pillar and fire and cloud. And he threw their forces into total confusion and he twisted their chariot wheels, making their chariots difficult to drive. Let's get out of here. Away from the Israelites, the Egyptians shouted. The Lord is fighting for them against Egypt. And when all Israel had reached the other side, the Lord said to Moses, raise your hand over the sea again and the waters will rush back and cover the Egyptians and their chariots and charioteers. So the sun began to rise. Moses raised his hand over the sea and the water rushed back to the usual place and the Egyptians tried to escape, but the Lord swept them into the sea and the waters returned and covered all the chariots and the charioteers. The entire army of Pharaoh, of all the Egyptians who had chased the Israelites into the sea, not a single one of them survived. But the people of Israel had walked through the middle of the sea on dry ground as the water stood up like a wall on both sides. That is how the Lord rescued Israel from the hand of the Egyptians that day. And the Egyptians saw the bodies of the Egyptians washed up on the seashore. And when the people of Israel saw the mighty power of God that unleashed against the Egyptians, they were filled with awe before him. And they put their faith in the Lord and his servant. I want you to be filled with awe today. I want you to be filled with awe. Now, I'm just going to ask something, okay? And this is a simple question. How many of you are facing an impossible situation right now in your life? How many, just to be honest, I'm facing an impossible situation. Just raise your hand right where you are. Just wherever you are, just raise your hand. And, and I'm going to ask, if you don't mind, those of you that raised your hand, just to come down here and just stand. Just come down here and stand. If you're facing an impossible, maybe it's a health issue. Maybe it's a doctor's prognosis. You know, you're facing an impossible situation today. You're facing an impossible situation And here's the thing, 
what do we do? We double down on prayer, okay? We, we come and we double down on the trust. And then thirdly, we come and we just give praise. And that's what we're going to do today. We're going to double down on the prayer. Uh, I, am, I am a believer in prayer. I am a believer in prayer. I've, I think more than ever lately, I just feel like the Lord is just impressing me. You need to double down on your prayers. You know, I'm praying for my families. I, I have family members that aren't, haven't given their hearts to the Lord. I have family members that are walking in rebellion. Um, I have some decisions that I'm trying to make for my own life. You know, and I'm just saying, okay, God, I got to double down in prayer. I got to get this. I can't figure, how many know you can't just figure some things out? But I know my God can. I know my God can. Now, we're going to, I need some believing people that know how to pray to come up here and stand. To stand, you know, I need people to come and stand behind people here. You know, if your elders are here or some of the pastors, if you could just come and just stand here with people, come and stand with them and saying, I'm standing with you. You're not going to stand through this alone. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. God, I just lay hands on my sister right now. You know what she's going through in Jesus' name. You know what she's going through, God. I just speak the Lord's peace over you right now. God, come into her body. She's asking for healing right now. In Jesus' name. Come on, reach your hands out to Jesus. Only Jesus can. God is hearing your prayers right now, healing your prayers. He's hearing your prayers. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Veronica, I just lay hands on you in Jesus' name. Lord, we have prayed more prayers. Lord, we have prayed more faith-filled prayers. Lord, her family's prayed. She's prayed. She's begged God. Lord, I pray for a miracle right now, Lord God. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. Hear our prayers, God. Lord, I just pray that you would intervene. We're not going to give up on prayer. We're going to double down on prayer, Lord God. Lord God, I thank you. You're healing her eyes right now. You're healing that cancer. Lord, you said to pray. You said to believe. Lord, I'm not God. You're God. Lord, only you can do it, Lord Jesus. Do a miracle, Lord God. I need some of you women just to come around Veronica right now. Just some of you women come over here and just agree with me in prayer just agree with me and some of you women come and just stand here with me and just say God we're going to just stand with her in prayer we're going to double down on prayer Lord God we're going to double down on prayer we're going to just believe God you're going to do a miracle Lord Jesus a miracle in the name of Jesus hallelujah hallelujah Jesus come on Lord Lord we're just depending on you we're doubling down on our prayers we're doubling down on our pray, uh, uh, trust Lord, we're doubling down on our praise, oh God. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. We need you, Lord Jesus. We need you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord God. Hallelujah. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Lord God. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. The enemy is a liar. He's come to steal, to kill, and to destroy you. But Jesus, we won't allow that to happen. We won't allow that to happen. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. 
Just lift your hands, sister. Just begin to praise him. Begin to praise him. Hallelujah in Jesus' name. Hallelujah in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Jesus, touch Daniel. You know what he needs, Lord God. Lord, you know what he needs. Lord, a miracle for him in Jesus' name. Just give it to him, Daniel. Just give it to him. In Jesus' name, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah in Jesus' name. Lord, I pray for Paul right now. Lord, he needs a miracle in his home, Lord God. Lord, heal the brokenness there. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Lord, we just come to you right now. Come on. There's some desperation down here, church. There's some desperation. In Jesus' name. Lord, Pastor Greg, we pray for him all the way through his body. Every cancer cell is to leave in Jesus' name. We just speak by faith. We double down on our prayers. We double down on our trust, God. Lord, we double down on our praise. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. We just pray that in Jesus' name. We're going to pray for Smitty right now. I need a bunch of you just to come around him and Margaret. You know, he's running for California Assembly right now. And, and we just need people just to come and stand with him, God. Lord, he's a, a godly man standing in a unrighteous path, Lord Jesus. Lord, he's being opposed by evil and wickedness and, Lord, lies. And, Lord, I just pray that you'd cover Smitty and Margaret, Lord God. Lord, help them not to be weighed down and burdened by this campaign, Lord Jesus. I pray right now, Lord, we're just praying. People are around you right now, praying that, God, you're going to raise up more men like Smitty. Lord, that godly men and women that are going to rise up and be in a godly place, Lord God. Lord, we just thank you, Jesus. Thank you for doing that. Give him the strength. Give Margaret the strength right now in Jesus' name, Lord God. Lord, we just declare victory. Lord, we just double down in prayer. We double down in trust. We double down in our praise. God, you're going to bless him in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus, touch. Hallelujah, in Jesus' name, just touch right now. There's no weapon that is formed against you that's going to prosper in Jesus' name. We claim that, Rick. Just begin to praise him. Begin to praise him. Lord, for Susie right now, Lord, there's impossible before her. There's impossible. But God, you're the God of the impossible. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, hallelujah, hallelujah. Wow. You know, I pray for you guys a lot. For whatever reason, you guys just pop up on my Facebook a lot. And so, Jesus, I'm going to just pray for a miracle for them, Lord God. The enemy has lied. He's killed. He's trying to destroy you. We're not going to let it happen, Jesus. We pray covering over them both. Lord, I just pray that as we double down on our prayers, we double down on our, our, our trust, God, we're going to double down on our praise. Lord, you're going to do that. Help them, Lord, to work through whatever impossible is before them. God, you're doing a miracle for them right now. I, I believe that, Jesus. You're doing a miracle for them. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Everybody lift your hands toward them. In Jesus' name. 
I just agree with you that the enemy is not going to win on whatever situation you guys are facing. The enemy is a liar, and he's trying to take you guys down. He's trying to take your marriage down. But God, we're not going to allow that to happen. He's going to come after your kids. But God, we're, we're not afraid of that because God, you are our, our weaponry today. And we just double down on our prayers. We double down on our, our trust and we double down on our praise. And I just pray God's hand would just be on you as you lead your family. Amen. Love you guys. Amen. I feel like getting my trumpet out. Come on, let's sing. Let's just sing together, okay? Come on. You gotta clap.
Come on, let's go out of here with a victory today. There's nothing impossible with God. Let's say it together. There's nothing impossible with God. All right, let me put a blessing on you as we go. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift his countenance on you and give you peace. And together we ask this in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Everybody said? God bless you. Have a good day. And um, if you're new, uh, see the back table there. And God bless you as you go.